0: Back to the Sunday roast. How's it going, guys? How the hell are you? How are your hearts? And of course, with never-ending importance, an omnipresent, paramount significance, how are your heads? Guys, how's it going? I'm all right. I'm not going to labor on it, but I have not been all right. I've actually been quite bad. I found the last couple of months incredibly, incredibly tough. And I'm not even going to talk about it because as many of you who have ever suffered from anxiety or depression will know, sometimes you get sick of not only the thoughts, but the, to- the talking. Even though you're surrounded by loving people who care about your well-being and who want to lift you up and bring you back to yourself, um, you become jaded by your own fucking chat. So look, I'm doing better. I'm talking to people now and hopefully the Sunday roast can keep going back in the oven. I'm really sorry for not doing it. And ironically, it's one of those things that I, gives me so much joy. It's my sort of soul, certainly occupation, if not purpose in life. And um I just haven't been able to. I haven't been able to do it over the last couple of months. I've been in fucking bits. And you know, the weird thing is with anxiety uh or with depression, you know, I can sort of take it if I'm living like a bad life, if I'm doing things that I shouldn't. I can sort of take it on the chin and go, well, do you know what? You deserve a bit of anxiety because you're sort of underslept or you've, you know, had issues with friends or your family or you haven't been doing the things that are good for your sort of sense of well-being. But what I can't deal with, which is what's happened recently, is like you're doing all the right things. Like I'm exercising, I'm like trying to get to bed early, I'm reading good books. I'm trying to have bountiful relationships with those closest to me and yet still you wake up in the morning and you fucking struggle to get out of bed. That's... what's really tough. And as I said... There comes a stage where you become so sick of it and you're like sick of the fact that you're now feeling bad again, that the phone rings and you can't even bring yourself to tell the people who really care and want to know that you're doing okay, but you actually struggle to tell them that you're not because you're like, fuck, I can't actually say these words again that no, I'm bad again. But there you go. It's been fucking dog shit lockdown. Excuse me for cursing. It has been dog shit for all of us. Um, But fingers crossed we're coming out the other side. It's, that's not just going to be like a, it's not going to be night and day. It will take some time, but hopefully this is the beginning of the new normal. Or at least a normal that somehow replicates the previous normal, which wasn't actually that good itself. Nevertheless, welcome back to the Sunday Roast. Thank you for being here with me. Thank you for your patience. Um, I am profoundly touched by lots of the supportive messages I've received over the last couple of months. For those of you that are just tuning in for the Scrum Diddlies competition, that's totally fair enough. Bloned, who lives in Westmeath, who probably went on my Instagram and thought, this precocious little pup needs a good lick of a hurl. If not, no. But do you know what I mean? Welcome to the Sunday Rose. I'm going to announce the winner of the Scrum Diddly's competition at a random interval in the show in a really selfish and numbers-driven move to make you listen to the whole show. If you are listening to the whole show, please consider supporting me. Patreon.com forward slash Mark This is literally my sole source of income. Um, and if you do want the show to continue going into the oven on a weekly basis, if not twice weekly, bi-weekly. Does bi-weekly mean every second week or twice a week? Do you know what I mean? Anyway, please consider supporting the show, uh, if you enjoy it and if additional content and all the rest, but, uh, Patreon.com forward slash Megan. Literally the price of, I don't know, a croissant in a sort of bougie coffee shop. So let's say three euro, three to four euro. If you had the means to uh, subscribe for that amount, it would make a significant difference. So please consider it. Thank you. Now, when I was depressed, no, but when I was depressed, um. I obviously go on these sort of self-help binges, which is a complete disaster, and I've talked about some of those books before, which I hate, you know, the get fucking shit done, stop being so fucking sad. I hate those sort of things. But I was looking at my lifestyle, and I was trying to isolate maybe parts... Sorry. Sorry, I just got panicked there. I thought that, uh... I thought I wasn't recording. That would have been a shit show, by the way, because I've had two Lucas Energies and a coffee and a just to get me up out of bed this morning. Nevertheless... I was trying to look at ways of improving my lifestyle. And yes, I haven't been drinking as much. I've started exercising. I'm doing a lot of running. I'm really making a concerted effort to like reconnect with friends I've lost touch with over lockdown. One part of my life that has always been lackluster is the diet. Okay. And I thought, look, I'm 30 years of age now. I need to address. I need to address this. I need to figure out my diet because I've always had a sort of lack of days ago relationship with food where I just don't really give a shit and then I wonder why I've got sort of Pam Anderson 1998 size breasts when I go on holidays. And also, I'm one of those people when it comes to diets, I want to do a diet that like in 24 hours will make me skinny and hot. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm always looking up diets like the week before I go on holidays. I used to do the same with study. It's all about the last minute something. Can I not just press a button now and just have all of the results of the people who have been, you know, working for the last several months. Anyway, I started crowdsourcing the help from people that I know, okay? Um, Asking them what their tips are, what are their tips, their secrets for living a sort of healthy, balanced, centred life. You know, all the sort of bullshit buzzwords. And I spoke to this girl, right? I used to have this girlfriend. Well, okay, it was a girl in work who I was heavily attracted to and she replied to one of my emails. So, look, we were essentially an item. Um, it was actually hilarious, to be honest. I used to always give her nicknames. Um, like, one time she said she was going to Nando's with her friends at lunch, so I got the whole office to start calling her spicy tits for around three weeks. It was genius. It was genius. She eventually got in on the joke as well and was, like, telling everybody about it, mainly people in HR, but, like, just go crack. Just go crack. I wonder where she works now. I think she left after my promotion. Funny story actually, she left the same time as Carlo Dave. Did I ever tell you about, basically this guy called Simon we used to work with, but one time he'd leave work early to go to Carlo for his friend Dave's funeral. So look got the whole office and calling him Carlo Dave. Incredibly successful banter. Anyway, back to spicy tits. She started telling me about these fucking juice diets. I've always been on the fence about juice diets because I don't believe in this restoring your balance and bullshit. Like, just because you go through Monday to Wednesday without eating spaghetti bolognese, it's not going to turn you into the fucking Dalai Lama. It's absolute nonsense. You spoofers, you spoofers. The same sort of people, by the way, that eat like celery and water Monday to Saturday. And then they do these things called the cheat meals. Have you heard about this? The cheat meal. They'll post a photo on Instagram of like 16 fucking pizzas, ice cream, chocolate crisps. And it's like, oh, cheat meal. That is not a cheat meal. That is a full-blown affair. That is a full-blown affair. That is a legitimate you-live-a-double-life type of dinner. That is literally a sort of your original wife sitting at the kitchen table way past dinner time with the curlers in until she eventually resigns herself to the fact that you're not coming home for dinner and slowly scrapes the meatloaf into the trash before a hasty, leaving a hastily written post-it note on the kitchen counter that says dinner's in the oven. Sad emoji face. Have you noticed that in movies though? They always show you an image of the jaded housewife in the dressing gown scraping the food into the bin... But somehow there's still a plate left for the philanderer in the in the oven. Riddle me that Riddle is got Fucking cheat meal. That is not a cheat meal. That is a separate mobile phone, baseball cap when you go through the departures hall of the airport with your mistress in case you see anyone in from work type of meal. That is a real buy your original kids expensive presents and take them on last minute ski trips to make the abandoned Egypt, you know, feel a little bit better about the fact you now have two other younger and cuter kids born out of matrimony with the woman who used to be your physiotherapist sort of supper. That is a real, hey a sport. Oh, hi, dad. So, did you score any goals in soccer practice today? Eh, no, Dad. It was a piano recital. I haven't played football in almost a decade. You betcha, scamp. You let me know if coach has given you a whole hard time. You want me to sock him for you? Dad, why are you speaking to me like an S.E. Hinton novel? And yes. How's about a kiss for your old man down there? (laughs) no, no. No. So as is routine for me, whenever I'm looking for guidance in life, I like to approach people who seem to have their shit together, you know. And there's this one particular girl I used to work with, and she's got, she always seems to have her shit together, so I asked her for advice about dieting and help me, give me some tips. Just please help me, help me. Do you know what I mean? Anyway, she was giving it the old, oh, right? Just, you know, oh. (laughs) I don't know what that is. Whatever that is, though, she was giving it. And she started talking to me about meal planning and meal prepping. Okay, I'm sure a lot of you are familiar with meal planning slash prepping, but for those of you unacquainted, unfamiliar, I took the time to Google it. I've saved you the time, so you don't need to Google it now and make sure that I'm not embellishing what I'm about to read out for the sake of comedy. Nevertheless, the Google definition of meal planning. Meal planning is the simple act of taking some time to plan any number of your meals for the week. Plan for yourself or plan for your family. Plan to eat healthy and plan a night out. Plan every single snack and meal or simply plan your lunches so you don't spend money on restaurant food. Restaurant food. Well, at least now we know it was definitely an American who wrote that. Restaurant food. Ah, good. Would that be one of those places where you wear a necktie? Or perhaps a a suit jacket? You may even go horseback riding beforehand. Gobshites. Anyway, she was telling me about meal planning and prepping. She starts giving it the old, you know, well, look, it's just a really cheap and cost-effective way to save money and it means, you know, you never need to think about it again. Wait there. Think about what again? Well, like food. Why would I never want to think about food again? I quite like thinking about food. I'd even go as far as saying I enjoy the activity of selecting what I'm going to eat and dare I utter the words... The fucking taste of what I'm putting into my mouth. That's what she said. No time. Ah, well, like, you know, you don't want the idea of food getting in the way of work or paying bills. So this method means you never have to consider the concept of meal options ever again in your life. And now you can just shovel the fuel into your system without a second thought, thus rendering you alive and fed long enough to stay on the right side of sentience just until your pension kicks in. Right, uh, well, you're going to have to talk me through this one because uh, I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> it doesn't exactly sound super appealing from the get-go. Could you just like lay it out for me, Rebecca, please? Just. Right, well, what you do is you get up really early on a Sunday morning. Sorry? Yeah, yeah. You, you just get up really early on a Sunday morning. Sorry, sorry, wait there. Hold on. I'm chopping my weekend in half for this. I'm already severing the Sabbath from the calendar to satisfy the wants of the working week. This sounds awful, continue. Right, well, like, what you do is you get up really early on a Sunday morning and then you sort of just spend the whole day standing over and stirring this cauldron of slop. And what you do is then you sort of, like, ration it out into a tomato sauce stained lunchbox. Because they're always stained, by the way. They're always stained. There is not one person in the country of Ireland or the wider world who has a lunchbox or plastic container in their house that doesn't have a rim of red stain on it from that one time they put baked beans or another tomato sauce-based dinner dish into it, and that is just a fact. That's not hyperbole, guys. That is the truth. Anyway, back to meal plans. Let's just get this straight. So, I've already now I've given up my entire Sunday to block cook a bowl of mince, potatoes, lentils, and rice to then ration out to my own self like some sort of World War Two butter hoarder. Okay, this is fucking madness, Rebecca. Giving it the old, oh, Rebecca. And the great thing is, now you know exactly what you're eating for breakfast, lunch and dinner for the rest of the month. Okay, why are you saying that like it's a good thing? Like, oh, good. So now I know exactly what I'm eating for breakfast, lunch and dinner for the rest of the month. So all my free time now can be entirely occupied with the thoughts of my fucking tyrannical boss in work or the fraught relationships I have with family members or, by the way, the unrelenting awareness that I will never be able to purchase my own house. Meal prep. Get in the fucking sea. Life is too short as far as I'm concerned. Life is too fucking short. I quite like the idea of getting up and not necessarily knowing what I'm going to be having for dinner. I get a bit of that's that's how I find a little bit of joie de vivre. Do you know what I mean? That that sometimes gets me through the day. It's not the only thing that gets me through the day. Okay, it's not. The, I'm not Brucey from Matilda, right? I'm not a complete bulbous boy, Michelin man style guy. But I do like the idea of not knowing always what I've got uh, in the pipeline, food wise, for the day. So I sort of came back to Rebecca with this. I was like, listen, like. To be honest, I don't know if that's me. Like, it doesn't really sound like my bag. I mean, do you you not get insanely fucking bored by the culinary mundanity of it? Oh, no, like, I do loads of things to twist it up. Do you, yeah? Oh, pray tell, Mrs. Marco Pierre Scheidt, pray fucking tell just how you jazz up the same fucking slop that you're having for breakfast, lunch and dinner for the whole entire month. Well, like, for instance, on Monday I brought in um, two pieces of Rivita to have with, like, my lunch meal. Oh, my God. Yeah, go on. And then, like, on Tuesday, I had, like, half a handful of grapes. Sorry. Half a handful of grapes. That's not a fucking measurement. Half a handful of grapes. That is literally, I I despair. Half a handful of grapes. You tight-fisted, miserable fucking ape. Live a little. And, well, like, on Wednesday, I like to go a bit mad. Oh, do you, yeah? What did you do? Did you go to Creamfields and shove three eckies up your bum? No, of course you didn't. What did you do? Well, like, I like to lick the lid of some peanut butter for dessert. Oh, my, good, fucking God. I would sooner take destitution than being that Frugal, by the way, and miserable. Like... Although that peanut butter. Sorry, anybody going to Creamfields this summer, actually? You know, people always like to allocate blame when it comes to their diet and they're looking for reasons. Uh, they're looking for a scapegoat, you know. They're looking for something to blame for where the weight is coming from rather than just the complete lack of balance in terms of lifestyle, diet and uh, exercise in their lives. One of the things that I've realized when I've been asking people over the last few weeks is uh, one thing that people hate it's the evil word. And everyone seems this is, this is apparently the cause of all of my obesity and all of my unhealthiness and all of my misery is snacks. No, that's where you're going wrong, Mark. It's the snacking. It's the snacking that will get you, Mark. I've told you this before, Mark. It's the snacking. Okay, mum, fucking calm down. I was chatting to one of my mum's friends, right? And she's gone on doing this fucking thing about the snacking. And she was like, I was over in the house now the other day. And you remember, we were all having a cup of tea. I was having a cup of tea, uh, just a normal mid-morning cup of tea, and you were having a, a Snickers bar. Uh there were, It wasn't a Snickers bar, Nuala. It was a couple of biscuits. Okay, a couple of biscuits. Whatever. You had a couple of biscuits. Meanwhile, I was having a cup of tea. You know, that's where you're going wrong, Mark. That's where you're going wrong. Okay, Nuala. Is it, yeah? But bear in mind now, Naila, you were over here in the house for one hour and you had four cups of tea, each time with loads of sugar that would require a fucking JCB to lift. And yet you're blaming me. You know these people, by the way. They come over, by the way, in like the work kitchen counter for the cup of tea and they scoff at anybody who has a biscuit or a chocolate bar or anything. Th- th- yet they've got these fucking Tony Montana piles of white stuff going into their weak, milky, sugary piss masquerading as a cup of tea. Good luck, like. The spoof about snacks. And th- and then everybody says to me, do you know what you need to start doing? You know what you need to start doing, Mark? Nuts. Yeah, Grant. Nuts are, they're brilliant now. They just keep you going through the day. Great source of energy. Yeah, no, nuts are fine. Like, you know, I have some cashew nuts. Cashew nuts? Uh, yeah. No, no. Those things are honey-coated, they're like crack cocaine. You cannot go near those. You can absolutely not go near those. You need to get yourself a nice, blanched, dehydrated, durable feed. You can get any self-respecting pet shop in the land, they'll serve it to you. Fuck me. Fuck me. Don't actually know, like, you're about 53, but you know what I mean? And another... Well, here's a secret for you now, Mark. Something that I like a lot, okay... This sounds interesting. Something that I really like. Now, it's a little bit exotic, but, uh, if you're looking for a good snack now, just to sort of jizz things up a bit, I actually really love Bombay Mix. Have you heard of those? <laughs> They're very fucking spicy. I'll t- Bombay Mix. Spicy. Let's just get a couple of things straight, right? People that think liking Bombay Mix isn't like accentuates their personality are complete perverts. Let's, let's, okay, let's just go from the top. There are microscopic levels of spice in Bombay Mix. Like, Nula, you're saying this to me like you've just picked up a Carolina Reaper, taken it out for a drink, and filleted it in the parking lot. This isn't an episode of Hot Ones with that annoying gimp, Sean, Nula, Bombay mix is literally less spicy than a packet of fucking meanies. And that's even the old meanies, before they got dog shit. And also, I just, you know, it's just something to, like, nibble on. Yes, you like eating crisps, Nula. You're chewing on fucking crisps. That's all they are, Bombay, even, sorry, even Bombay mix itself. It's absolute muck. There has been no point in history where somebody has opened up a packet of Bombay mix and not gotten the person that they're with to taste them to check if they're all right. Do these taste uh, okay to you? Yes, Graham. That's just the fucking taste. They're not stale. They are just grim. But thank you, Nula. Bombay mix. I must pursue. I must try some. And so you're obviously, would you be a fan of Indian now? Oh, no, no. Oh no no, that's as far as I'll go now. No, wouldn't be able for any of that Indian food. No, oh no, that's waste that's that upset my stomach now, it's way too spicy. Really? Yeah, no, I draw the line at Bomb- Bombay mix now. No, there's just there's just something about them. Excuse me? I mean it. You said them. What do you what? No, no, there's just something about it. No, you you said them though. You said them. No, no, nothing no, that's no, I just there's something about that Indian food. You know, there's, there's smelling, you know. Sorry? Noola? Ah oh, well, um, you know, she starts sweating. She's backtracking. Um, well, oh, I, the the Chinese now. Chinese food, I love it. Oh, I love that, me and Peter. I love the Chinese cuisine. Do you, yeah? I'm sure you'd probably fucking die of shock if you were to go to, I don't know, China and realise they don't eat chicken balls, rice and chips and peppers for lunch every day. I love the Chinese food. Although there used to be a great place down the road from us. It was called the, uh, the Pearl Dynasty. Now, they, we, we can't eat there anymore. Why not? Well, we were going there every year for 17 years every Friday. Fabulous. The food was absolutely fabulous. And, um, you know, do you know Deirdre Kenny she lives down the road? No, don't know who your neighbours are, bizarrely, Nula But continue. Yeah, well, so, her son Stephen. Her son Stephen, who's 13. Turns out I do know them. But anyway, her son Stephen, who's 13 in school. Yeah, so Stephen, he's a detective. Stephen was telling us that apparently the lads, for every single chicken dish that was on the menu, every single chicken dish, It was actually seagull. They were catching them themselves at the back. Sorry? Let's just talk about this for a second, Oola. Firstly, this fucking urban myth has gone around every single village and town in Ireland, and assumingly, probably just Ireland. But why would they be catching seagulls? Let's look at this. Why would it be... Why? Surely it'd be more difficult to go out the back with a fishing rod or a rope to try and catch and cook a seagull than it would be to go up to Musgraves and buy some bloody cheap, processed, wholesale chicken breast at 10p a fucking wing or bone or breast. Do you know what I mean? Like, that is a foul rumour. No, you can't. But you know, do you know what I mean? Well, no, I'm telling you, Mark. What are you telling me? You're telling me lies and you're choosing to believe in the lies. You've almost acknowledged the truth of it being a lie, but you're happy to lean into it. Well, did you not hear about the Sweeney's? Again, Nuala? No, I didn't. Tell me more about Kenneth and Mary, though. Uh, oh, turns out I do know them. Anyway, go on. Well, the Sweeney's, though. No, they've got a lovely house out in uh, Clifton. Yeah, in, in Galway. Well, Kerry, no, Clifton's in Goy. Wait, whatever, you know, let's not get into the Let's yeah, let's not Let's not care about the truth because none of these stories are true anyway. Tell me more about the Sweeneys. So the Sweeneys, they have a lovely little cottage down in Clifton, right? And you know, they put it out on Airbnb just for the weeks they're not using it. Okay. Nuala, you don't need to <laughs> Why are you justifying that as if there's some shame in that? Anyway, so they put it out on Airbnb and a few weeks ago they got this lovely Chinese family in, right? Um, and they had a great time, you know, they went to the beaches. I don't need their itinerary of what they did in the holiday. Just get to the fucking juice. Because I know where this is going. I know we've all heard this bullshit before, but let's just come on, I'm I'm going to indulge you now. So anyway, they went down and they'd been down there for two weeks and had a fabulous time. Absolutely fabulous, 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 fabulous. And then on the final day they came back to, you know, return the keys and stuff. And it turns out they'd gone out to the garden, to the pond with the ducks I'm sure hadn't they taken the ducks and cooked them for dinner no they didn't this didn't happen and also by the way let's just look at look at this ducks aren't exclusive to Asia we eat duck all the time Uh, duck is not a fucking like oriental dish as uh, like uniquely an oriental dish and secondly even if it was do you not think like the Chinese aren't some sort of barbaric tribe of individuals who couldn't like discern that oh those borderline domesticated ducks in the pond aren't for fucking feeding on good god Nula. would you like Another cup of tea. listening to the Sunday Roast. Guys, really appreciate you taking the time to listen to the show today. It actually feels so good to be back. I'm going to do my best to never leave you again. And that's my word. Now, the moment you've all been over waiting for, the winner of the Scrum Diddly's competition is going to be announced tonight on Patreon.com forward... No, I'm joking. But, joking aside, Patreon.com forward slash Mark Megan. The winner of the Scrum Diddlies competition is Georgia McPoland. Congratulations, jo- congratulations, Georgia. One year of ice cream. Have a nice dream. Um, thank you, everybody else, for listening to the show. It means a huge amount. Please consider subscribing to the Patreon If you don't follow me on Instagram, check me out at at Mark Megan. Or sorry, no, at Megan Mark. Damn. Anyway, hope you're all doing okay and getting through this as we're almost at the end. Have a good week and I'll speak to you soon. Take care.